Hello and welcome to Buried the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press and multimedia producer Aaron Lamar. And welcome to episode 33 of Bury the Lead. I can't believe it's 33 episodes already. We're just rolling right along. I know. And this is a special episode. Very special. Would you like to tell our listeners why it's so special? Yeah. So um, Jeremy Taggart and Jonathan Torrance, we've talked about many times on the pod. Um, they were in town to promote their new book and to kind of do some live podcasting stuff at the Park Theater. And so we asked them to come be our special guests on our pod, do sort of a crossover crossover edition (laughs) and they agreed to do it so it was great so yeah so we'll have a little chat with them we'll also be doing a good or gross with taggart and torrance and we'll be talking pop cultural blind spots as well before we get to all that though how was your week Erin? Uh, it was pretty good. I kind of had one of those work weeks where I kept making a bunch of little mistakes and that drives me up the wall. Worse. And you know, like when one happens, it's just going to snowball yep. and you're going to do it 400 other times because that's yep. just the way life works. So I was getting a little frustrated with that, to be honest. I had one and it's usually just like a really stupid typo. Oh yeah. Always. Um, I remember I wrote like, this was years ago now, but I wrote like kind of a think piece about Beyonce and I had (laughs) (laughs) because as you do and uh I had I don't know what happened I think just a bunch of numbers got transposed somehow so it ended up saying that one of her albums that I think came out in 2013 came out in 2003 which obviously like makes no sense yeah and I caught it what crush was, was more crushing than discovering it in the paper almost was discovering it before like just after it went to print like just after it went to press so I remember like, I was calling, uh, I called our night editor, Stacey Fredrickson, and I was like, uh, so she's like, no, I'm sorry. She's like, I'm really sorry that page is gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's almost worse than discovering it the next day when you discover it. Yeah. When you ju- just missed the window where you could fix it. But, you know, mistakes happen. Exactly. We're humans. It's, it's fine. I'm going to move on, shake it off. But it's just, it's frustrating. I mean, it's just, if, for me, it's like, yeah, see, like this newspaper is not put together by, by bots. We are, no. We are humans. We are humans. We are humans. Um, I was going to also tell my Taggart and Torrance story. So we were at the, I yes. th- my uh, friends and I and my boyfriend stayed for the show. Yes. We met with them in their green room <clears> before, before the show to record the pod. And then you stayed for the show. Yeah. So, um, they were playing some games and they invited this guy up on stage and they were asking him some questions and they, and we all found out that he was from England and he and his sister were sitting right in front of my boyfriend and I. So because my boyfriend is a chatty Kathy as, as you now know, <laughs> I do. Hi, uh, Nick. Hi. <laughs> he, uh, in the intermission, like tapped him on the shoulder and said, Hey, where are you, where are you from in England? They're from the same tiny town, literally six houses. Stop. That's crazy. Unbelievable. (laughs) What? I know. So the sister went to the other school, uh, was just two grades younger than, than my boyfriend, Nick, the brother and Nick had crushes on the same two girls. They like, no, have all these, they have, I think nine or 10 mutual friends. So then the, the, the English brother and sister, their family moved to Roblin um, to get some farmland near the Saskatchewan border. And they have mutual friends with Nick in Roblin, too. That's just weird now. It's <laughs> just like, what? So I kind of... The story got weird. I was listening to the conversation in, with my one ear and talking to my friends behind me with my other ear. And every once in a while, I turn around and be like, what is going on over here? That's crazy. Bananas. Absolutely bananas. Totally. 
So that was a very exciting thing that happened <laughs> for me. I was very excited about it. Um, I finally finished my giant Royal Manitoba Theater Center project. Oh, yeah, yeah. On A Christmas Carol. So that opened last night. It is on until December 16th. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend if you are like need some holiday entertainment in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, this version of A Christmas Carol is really quite stunning. Like... A local playwright did the adaptation. Of course, everyone knows the Dickens story of Scrooge and the ghosts, etc. My, I was realizing when I was writing the story that my first experience with A Christmas Carol was via the 1983 Disney featurette Mickey's A Christmas Carol starring Scrooge McDuck. Have you seen this? I have. That is what I think of <laughs> when I so, think of A Christmas Carol. I think of Mickey Mouse as Bob Cratchit. In a similar vein, I think of The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, see, like we <laughs> so. all have our cultural touchstone. But uh, a local playwright named Bruce McManus, I think I already just said, but I've had some coffee, so I don't remember. Um, he did he did this adaptation, and RMTC did it in 2005, so they haven't done it for a while. But it was interesting because I got all this backstage access, which was super cool. Um, it's not a, we're just going to pull stuff out of a box. It's entirely new sets, mm-hmm. it's new costumes, it's new everything. In what, three and a half weeks? Three and a half weeks. Yeah. That boggles. Like, I couldn't, be- I was like, oh my God. And what was also interesting that I learned is that obviously they still have shows that are running concurrent to the pre production of the show following. Right, right, right. So, Shakespeare in Love, which was the play that was on the John Hirsch main stage before A Christmas Carol, ran until November 11th. So, they couldn't even get on stage until like. A week and a half ago. I know. Yeah. It's very stressful. But yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a, this adaptation, I really like it because it just, it really gets to the heart of what the story is about. Like it's very economical, which I appreciate. (laughs) And the costumes are awesome. And Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come is so scary, (laughs) but less scary when you know what it's made out of. But I'm not going to tell you, you're going to read the story, which will be online and in paper. Uh, Up next, we're going to be, our middle segment is with Taggart and Torrance. So we'll be right back with that. Okay, so we're at the Park Theater with uh, Jonathan Torres and Jeremy Taggart. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. We're very excited to do like a double pod situation here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pods on pods. Cross pods. Cross pods. Meeting of the pods. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, ours is BTL, TNT. I love acronyms. What does BTL stand for? Bury the lead. Bury the lead. Because it's a newspaper-y podcast. Does it? um, Do you uncover uh, stuff? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we go hard news. Yeah. Usually we talk about stupid stuff. Yeah. Does it make you angry when people misspell lead? Uh, but which way are you talking about? We yeah. spell it L-E-D-E. Well, that's the journalist yeah. way. Yeah. That's yeah. But people yeah. often spell it L-E-A-D in yeah. a journalist context. In so, the yeah. same way that people say supposedly <laughs> when they're being coy about no, something. No, but that's someone who's yeah. like, you know, they're not. Like, no, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. But people can't sometimes can't find us on iTunes because they spell it. The, what uh, they yeah. think is the correct way, so it's kind of working yeah. against us a little bit sometimes. A little bit. Do they ever say the BLT? They're looking for that. <laughs> no, what was one that someone found that it was an, a different BTL and it, the acronym was completely different? I don't know. It was yeah. very funny. The McDLT? You guys are too yeah. young to remember that. Yes. That's yes. It was McDonald's with the styrofoam huge box, remember? I yeah. remember this huge styrofoam box. And in the late 80s, they did the cold part 
on one side and the patty on the other side. Oh, so when you open yeah. it, you can yeah. smush it together that. so that the cold stayed cold and the hot stayed hot. And Make that's why there is a hole in the ozone layer. Yeah. yeah. Because of McDonald's. Because it was like a, it was like an egg carton size. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, ridiculous. And like the same colors as the wrappers, but giant styrofoam. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I won't tell you how old I am because it's going to make you why? We'll feel bad about ourselves. Are you like, oh, no, are you like 18? No, no, I'm 28, <laughs> but people always give me weird looks and they're like, oh, you're so young, you don't remember anything. But right. 28? Yeah. I'm no, 32 that's, that's, and I had talked yeah. to like By the way, ancient. That's so. good. That shit's over. 28? <laughs> nah. yeah. There's no more kid stuff. Sorry. Alex Van Halen told me that once on tour with him when I was like 24. I was like, everybody says I'm young and I'm young. He's like, that's bullshit. No <laughs> I actually found, for that reason, I found my 25th birthday really hard because yeah. until that point, there was always a suffix for your age. Wow, you're so accomplished for your age. You're so poised for your right, age. Right, yeah. At 25? You should have a job. You should have a job. Like, good for you. Wow, you're paying rent. Some guy in the 40s already is like, has yeah. like, you know, 15 jobs under his belt. Yeah. So you're holding your book now, not in your hands. Canadianity? You mean our best selling book? Yeah. Yes. Um, we wanted to talk oh, to you oh about... Oh my god, I just kicked you in the knee. Kicked me. <laughs> We're in close quarters here. We wanted to talk to you about writing, because we feel like that's probably the one thing that we all have in common. We're newspaper mm -hmm. writers, you wrote a book. Um, what was your experience working on this book? It's a lot of, it was a lot of hard work, and, and the idea of like trying to find what, how we were going to a attack this as a project, and once we figured out to call the chapters by the provinces then we could kind of bring our ideas to each province our stories and stuff like that so it kind of made sense once we started to cobble together the skeleton of provinces and games and all that other stuff but uh, it still was difficult to, to, to the actual sit down and writing part the writing part was the, fun when you're doing it but it's the bad part. the bad part <laughs> the bad part's the motivation to get to sit down that's oh, yes. the hard part we are familiar but, yeah. Yeah. Jonathan was the best at, at motivating me. Yeah, he was very good at that. I wish I could remember who said I don't like writing; I like having written. And I totally understand that mm -hmm. sentiment now because it was a grind and it's this big yeah. albatross, as you know. Yeah. And especially with a work this long, it's hard to know when it's done because you could keep going back and revisiting yeah. turns of phrase, and oh, trying totally. to punch up jokes and stuff. Yeah. It's hard to just go, all right, well, I'm done. And the only factor that will allow you to do that is a looming deadline exactly yeah. which we know very well in newspapers obviously because like i used to be like i like writing like i love writing but i also hate writing like it's kind of that push-pull between like yeah. this is the worst especially yeah. when it's not it's happening. nice when you can find the well, flow and you're enjoying it and you have like unlimited time but when you're it's just not coming and it's still like it's well, almost, five o'clock will it's so. almost good that we blew through a couple deadlines because the pod had a chance to develop and i don't think it would the book would have done nearly as well if it came out a year right. ago so it's you know happy accidents for sure was that the intention it was supposed to be out yeah it was supposed to be like out at the beginning of this i don't know that anyone thing, would make uh, a concrete decision to release a book about canada in october of canada 150 <laughs> yeah when people are like enough with the canada already we get it we get it it's great but in a way it's almost so late that it's, it's retro again <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i feel like all the canada 150 stuff ended at, like on july 6th july, yeah we're like okay we're good. so we figured it out another happy accident but the thing is, because we're the only like Canada book that's new for the holidays, which is pretty funny. But people can also write. People can write better books, more comprehensive books, um, more detailed, historically accurate books about Canada. 
but we can only write about our experience. So we are very careful to say this is not the uh, definitive list. This is a list based on our experience. And one of the things that we did was farm out or outsource BOD ambassadors in every yes. place. So they could offer suggestions and tips for things to do in different places. And that at least legitimized some of the places that we hadn't been to as much. Mm -hmm. Haven't been to Saskatchewan as much as Nova Scotia because that's where I grew up. Right. Yeah. I did my time in, in Sasks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In a good way. Though. How many S's in Sasks? Like five. That's the kind of clue you'd want on a Wheel of Fortune, and you'd want to buy an S. It's like S A S S K S S. Yeah, Sasks. I also find it hard to say the plural of breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast. Breakfast. Yeah. A lot of S's there too. Yeah, too many. Too many, I would argue. He thought Massachusetts was Massachusetts till he was. Yeah, like 37, like <laughs> way too late. Because that's how people in the Maritime say it, Massachusetts. Uh, so I was going to say, no one corrected you, but if you were saying it to people who also think it's yes, that way, then... Yes, where were the people when I pronounced it volleyball? <laughs> <laughs> no one corrected Letting me Letting you down either. is where they were laughing volleyball. at you. Volleyball. I was so confident in my linguistic ability as a child that I thought the word was disturb, and I thought hotels <laughs> had issued signs with a typo. Like, who, who approved these do not disturb signs? Disturb. I think my worst spelling of understanding was, remember that the comic Family Circus? Yeah. I thought it was Family Kirkus. <laughs> well, English is <laughs> No. And you're five. What are you looking at? Is that your phone? Yeah. It's supposed to be playing the playlist. I but know, doors are okay. open. But there's, it's, it's, there's, they're coming in slow. It's All good. right. Yeah. I think people start rolling in more like 7.30 and onward. Cool. Yeah, we're a, we're a late crowd. I don't like to play yeah. the great jams that we have to like three people as opposed right. to like when they're all here. The, the, the playlist is, what is on your out. What is on your pre-show playlist? We have like great Canadian jams. The truth is we both made one. His is much better. Because <laughs> mine has, um, you know, What's songs What's the worst that don't song on your crowd. playlist? Uh, define worst. Yeah. Like, why is this I resisted here? the urge to put um, Love of My Life by Frozen Ghost on the playlist. You're not, because I said you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Why not? Um, I have like producer is the guy who wrote it, and I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that guy. Right. I have like Danny's song by Anne Murray. That's not a bad song. It's a great That's song. That's a good a song. Classic. But yeah. it's also not a, hey, let's get pumped for the show yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. It's a, well, I don't think anything Anne Murray Oh, I know. Really, like, I know what song is on there. Okay. Um, Alan Frew from Glass Tiger did a yeah. cover of Someday, oh, yeah. but it's a slow, meaningful ballad version. <laughs> yeah. And you can hear there. like there's buzz in the crowd. Here we go. It's going to be a great night. And then when that song comes on, it's a on. real buzzkill. <laughs> Makes people look at their feelings in the mirror. So like I, I have some fun songs like Gino Vanelli, Black Cars. I have Obviously. the Big Yellow Taxi, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Oh My Lady by Stan Peters. That's one of those songs you're like, I don't know that song. And then it comes you're on like, and you're like, yes, I it's do. 1986 again. A uh, bunch of hip, some Bruce Coburn, Sloan, Guess Who, Neil Young. Yeah, it's pretty good. Bare Naked Ladies, Crash Test Dummies, The Band, Corey Hart, even Jan Arden, Maestro, Fresh West. What's the Jan Arden jam? 
insensitive. Yeah, that's yeah. the <laughs> Naturally. Although, Naturally. I'm more of a could I be your girl guy. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, an, it's a good. You'll enjoy it. So, we did a Canada 150 thing ourselves, and we picked the 150 most important songs in Canadian That's a lot history. of songs. Yeah, so our meetings that were four or five hours long were a lot like this, just like, debating yeah. which songs. What's the little and snow then writing a book. It was like, we did a like, like a sub-story about sort of novelty songs yep. that included Little Snow. Yeah, yes. yeah, as it should. Yes. And the Log Drivers of End. I don't know if I could come up with 150. Oh, it's easy. Yeah, we started with like 300 and had to cut it down. It was horrible. Yeah, there was a lot of fighting. And like intergenerational fighting. Was there any Rankin family on there? There was. Really? I believe there was. Was there Leahy? You feel the same way too? Oh, I Was there nylons? Did you have any nylons in there? Up the ladder. I think. So it can be heaven much better. On that note, so I can see. <laughs> do you want to do that? Part. Should we inflict this one? Yeah, we're going to do good or gross. So we have play games on our podcast as well. We explained this to Jonathan before you got here. Okay. And one game we play is good or gross. And uh, basically, we try trendy food items, like such a novelty as, item. Like a novelty item, like the, the weird Starbucks frappuccinos that they make that are. Iffy Stay in your lane, Starbucks. Yeah. Stay in your lane, Hortons. <laughs> yes. I don't want a Tex-Mex Chipotle wrap from Tim Hortons. I just don't. <laughs> I just want a donut. I want a donut and a coffee. Yeah. yeah. Things and started also, getting out of hand when I saw those wedges. I just don't want stuff. to be parked behind yeah, the guy drive-thru who's getting too. a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I was working in Cape Breton a few years ago, and a guy picked me up at the hotel to take me to the set for the show I was working on, and I said, do we have time to go through Tim Hortons? And he said, as long as no one orders Jesus Bagel... Because if you're behind someone who orders a bagel in the drive-thru, you have to wait for it to be toasted. Yeah. That could hold you up. I know. No Jesus bagels, Jesus. I know. So we uh, have prepared what is known as a Jets dog. So a regional item. We okay. figured that was appropriately sure. for this evening. So you can purchase these at the concession stands at Winnipeg Jets hockey games. Basically, it's a hot dog with many fixins and, and pierogi bits on it. So we recreated this. Has, so, have you ever had a I have not, dog? I've not had a Jets dog. I have had a Jets dog. Was it good? I was honestly more into it than the game at some point. It was great? Yeah. But wow. I go to sporting events for I'm not a hot dog guy. I'm a snacks person. Okay. Like, I will go to sporting events for the snacks. Be like, is there snacks there? Cool. Well, a lot, that's like. kind of the thing nowadays for sporting places. Like, you gotta have some special thing. Yeah. So, you can't just have a hot dog. I'm nervous, but I'm in. in. I'll get it. Okay. Wait, you're gonna eat it? You're gonna eat it too. I'm not gonna eat it. I don't eat hot dogs. All right, don't eat hot dogs. I don't eat hot dogs. I can't eat hot dogs. To not do it, I don't eat hot dogs. You don't do hot ketchup. No, I don't think I want any more flavors going on in there. <laughs> There's quite a few flavors. Walk me go. through what's going on here. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, they're that? pretty cute. You Is that a very pierogi? Good it's pierogies. Yeah. Oh, that's the Winnipeg part. Yeah. yeah. So it's a hot dog that's with cool, cheesy sauce and bacon, bacon bits, and pierogies on it. My mouth really started watering when I saw it. Yeah, it's really it's it's. But, but not in the like. <laughs> not in the, I'm not really in this way. It was like this is gonna be this, salty way. And no, I need a minute way. Yeah, like I gotta Just, go like, to the take bathroom. Take the smallest bit. bite, and it will suffice the good or gross. Oh my goodness. Possibility. Are you I gonna also take a bite? No. Are you gonna try? I don't. I can't do it. Jen's gonna do it too. I'm gonna do it too. Not a hot dog. I'm gonna compare it to you. I, I used to have migraines as a kid growing up, and hot dogs was like the, the main thing that gave me migraines. <laughs> well, we elicited a cough so far. <laughs> Jen's gonna do it too. Good, eh? She'll do it with you. It's not it, bad, eh? Okay, I have. Is it cold? Notes about the smell. That's the best part. 
<laughs> it was warm when we got here. Okay. Yeah, I do. You know what? That's great. I'm great. It's really like good. You're lying to I'm no. not lying. It's really good. I'm gonna finish this. <laughs> okay, do it. Please do. My expectations were obviously really low. Yes. But <clears throat> it over delivered. <laughs> I think. <clears throat> I think John, if it, another interview. Yeah. Okay. If it was hot, I would pound it. Well. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So good. Good or gross? It's right. good. Good. Okay, well, I guess we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> thank but, you. But uh, thank you guys so much for your time. I know it's been a yeah. bit of a ho-jankity. Not night, at all. It's a whirlwinder, but yeah. cool. it's good times. We're so happy you came. Thank yeah, you. Thank thanks. you, guys. Yeah, it's you. nice to be on the pod. Thanks. Good Anytime. meeting. We'll do it again. Yeah. Pod bless us, everyone. Yeah. Well, that was fun. That was fun. I had a great, I had a great time. <laughs> Me too. Well, we want to just give a special thanks to them for participating in that. And they were very tight on time, so it was a big deal for them to make the time to to chat. With Absolutely. Us. And I will listen to their podcast now because <laughs> Tiger and Torrance <laughs> is a podcast that Aaron loves and I merely knew of. So, but I have, uh, I have loved the various projects both those guys have been involved with for yes. many years. So, it's uh, I'm kind of it's funny since starting to host this podcast. I've only kind of just gotten into other podcasts. Like uh, I wasn't, I yeah. Unlike you, who is like a podcast yeah, I like connoisseur. To yeah, I like to listen. It's kind of new to my media diet. So that's good. Yeah. But they were a delight. And yeah, thanks again for making time for us. And and uh, yeah, I hope you found your wallet. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, I'm going to do it this time. You do it. Um, as always, we finish the pod with what we're reading, watching, or listening to. What, yes. what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I'm doing several of those things, but I wanted to talk about a show that I'm watching on Netflix. It is a Netflix series. It's called Big Mouth. It's an animated series. Yeah, I keep seeing it and right, so, considering it. Right. So I, as I did for many weeks, and I'm like, you know, just bite the bullet and do it. Oh, you did it. You clicked play. I clicked play. Um, and it's written by Nick Kroll. He's one of the writers, and um, he was in Kroll Show and in The League. And it's – I always – I, I don't typically love vulgar humor, but whatever he's done, like whatever the way that he writes it, I don't know. I just, it connects with me and it makes me vulgar humor that works for you. It works for me. So, um, it's basically a com- coming of age storyline. All the kids and it's animated again. Um, all the kids are around 12, 13 years old and they're hitting like puberty and, um, they have these, uh, hormone monsters. So there's a male hormone monster and a female <laughs> and the female one's voiced by Maya Rudolph, who I love so much. Oh my gosh. Everything is, she's in, she's just transcendent. I mean, though it is a preteen based show, do not show it to your preteens because it is like R rated plus. Like it is <laughs> so vulgar, but it it's makes for former me, teens. It makes me cry. It is so funny. I can't even explain to you. Oh, I have it's to start so watching. It's so gross, but it's so funny. And they have tons and tons of celebrity uh guest voices. Like John Hamm was some scallops. <laughs> um <laughs> Kristen Wiig was a vagine, uh, <laughs> talking v- vagina, um, and um, what's her? Kristen Bell was a pillow, and Maya Rudolph also played a bath mat, and uh, yeah, in- incredible. There's a lot of really great, great people involved, so it's I would highly recommend Fun. it if you need a really good vulgar, stupid laugh. Um, awesome. I'm gonna go way more highbrow on you right now. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel bad. <laughs> um, I finally, this is, you know, it's kind of 
it's a good segue into the pop culture blind spot. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about in a moment. But I uh, have never read Joan Didion's Slouching Towards Bethlehem. Okay. Um, I've read other books of hers, but I just, that's what I'm reading right now. Oh. Which uh, it's taken me forever. It's been on my sh- bookshelf forever. But there's a new documentary about Joan on Netflix. So oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to like, I was like, oh, I should read this book finally. And um, yeah, like, obviously obs it's spoiler it's good yeah <laughs> really i'm shocked <laughs> but yeah that's on my to watch list this weekend is uh that documentary but pop cultural blind spot so last night uh i had my brother over and he's we kind of have been introducing him to the original star wars trilogy mm-hmm. and we watched the first two movies like on another time we got together and then um we decided to watch return of the jedi yesterday <laughs> and we watched some sort of new remastered version i see which there's gonna be some spoilers now but i feel like it's like, <laughs> a movie that's it's 35 years yeah, old it's from <laughs> i believe 1983 so um yeah so they did like weird stuff like okay so at the end both the emperor and vader die <gasps> <gasps> um and they, the weird things that they did apart from all the weird cgi was they had like parties on the various planets of like everybody celebrating that the emperor was dead which was okay that seems really unnecessary really because they already have like an adorable party with the ewoks at the end of return of the jedi right which on an aside i find it funny that basically a moon full of teddy bears was what brought down the (laughs) empire but (laughs) um but yeah and then they there's like a vision that luke has at the end premonition yeah where he sees Yoda and Obi-Wan and this you're this means nothing to you and Vader who's his father which again (laughs) (gasps) what (laughs) really sorry (laughs) most people know that consuming other media with Star Wars even I know that but they had they replaced old Darth Vader with young Hayden Christensen to make it tie in with the shitty prequel movies that's gross yeah so Nobody watched this version. Yeah, I kind of wish that we just like had dug out Nick's old VHS because, like, as I'm sure listeners are aware, my husband is obsessed with Star Wars. So, and he hadn't seen this yet either. And I thought he was gonna like throw things. I thought he was (laughs) just gonna turn it off. (laughs) We're not watching this anymore. But pop cultural blind spot. So you've never seen? Yeah, I've never seen uh, the original trilogy. I have not sat down and watched one from start to finish. I've seen, you know, the important bits and mm-hmm. bits and bobs enough to get the plot, but I've never actually sat down and watched like episode four, five, or six. See, I know that they're episode four, five, and six mm-hmm. uh, all the way through. I've seen the new ones because um, my partner loves Star Wars and he makes me go. I don't mind them. It's not like I dislike it, but it's just not my thing. Yeah, I like the new ones actually. Yeah, I- no, I've enjoyed them, but one day I will sit down. I feel like I should sit down. I've never seen and watch the them. prequel, like the Natalie Portman, Hayden Christensen, like all again. Those I've seen bits and bobs. I, I'm. I've seen the part mm. where Hayden Christensen, someone dies, and he's already Darth Vader, maybe, and he's like, "No," and I was like, "This is really tacky. I can't handle yeah. this." No. Um, the original trilogy, I also hadn't seen until quite late in my life. Obviously, I'd seen 
I mean, it's one of those things that is such a pop culture juggernaut that you experience it through other forms of right, pop like culture. Right, like I can't right? even remember what parts I've actually seen yeah. and what parts people have just told me about. Or, or I've seen referenced. Yeah. Or our references or our parodies, parodies or whatever, right? Yeah, like, definitely parodies. Or even Halloween costumes. Like, you, you, you know, right? Yeah. So when I watched it, we had like a screening of all three when my husband turned 30 oh. in our basement. And we we're just like, come over and watch the Star Wars trilogy. And that was the first time I had seen it. And I actually honestly felt like I had seen them before because they had just become so familiar to me through right. other forms of, of media, which I thought was interesting. But I like they're honestly, they're classics for a reason. Like it's I'll it's do good. it. And I love like the cheesy like wipes that they use. And like there's a lot Star of like wipe. humor. <laughs> it's funny. I used to hate th- C-3PO. Yes. But now he's your bad. Yeah, and honestly, it's because he reminds me of John Oliver a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I love R2-D2. I always, because I he's the, British and has glasses? I just love the droids. I want them to make an all-droids movie called Droids. droids. Yeah, exclamation point. <laughs> Disney Pixar. Yeah, I would watch that every day. Like, BB-8 so cute, R2-D2 so cute. I think cute. you just made them $50 billion. Apparently, I should get to get to step in on that script and, and pitch it. But And apparently there's like a new evil droid and the new one that comes out in December. Oh, I guess we'll find out. I love the droids. Um, what are you working on? I'm going away next week. You're going away. So you're working on your relaxation. Yeah. Well, I'm working on a holiday concert sort of roundup because everyone loves to go to these. A lot of them are recurring events, annual events. So I'll just be kind of compiling a list of everything that's going on in December. There is lots of stuff going on in town in December. Yeah. So many things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'll be doing before I head out on vacation. What is your favorite like Christmas banger? Oh, well, as you know, I'm really into the new Sia Christmas record christmas banger <laughs> i'm springing this on you right now i know you I, think about it we should I, talk well, we should talk about this yeah in th- our christmas episode i know everyone hates the song but i really like last christmas by wham i think it's a great pop christmas song and also boney i m. agree i love boney m's christmas songs i agree mary's boy child jesus christ it's a good one it's a good one that's a good one i even though I heard hear it so many times, like I like how you can go to a mall, any mall, for an hour and hear every single version ever made of "All I Want for Christmas Is You." <laughs> like you can hear them all in an hour, and then you're like, "Okay." But I love that song. But we'll talk about this closer to Christmas. We will. We are planning a Christmas extravaganza. So. I'm gonna see if I can find a Christmas sounds app in similar vein to the Halloween sounds app. <laughs> I'm gonna quit this podcast <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> um, I am working on a bunch of things also that. Um, are cool including a exhibit that's opening at the canadian museum for human rights so stay tuned for that mm-hmm. um and as always you can find everything that we're working on in the paper or at winnipegfreepress.com you can also fi- uh, follow us on social media i'm at jen Zerati on twitter and instagram and i'm at naya Ribble on twitter and yes i'm still on instagram <laughs> and we will <laughs> see, see you next week, week.